song and, and, and God's people are spoken to and we just need to have an invitation, there is never a time when this altar is closed down. If God is speaking to your heart and you need to come and spend time with God during a song, you can do it and I'll get behind it because if God is moving, I just want to let Him move. We don't have to have a preaching service. We can just let God move. So don't ever be afraid to move to the altar if you feel led of God to do so at any point in the service. Proverbs chapter 6 in your Bibles, if you would please, this morning. Proverbs chapter 6. And we'll begin reading in verse number 6. Proverbs chapter 6. And verse number 6. If we could please, let's all stand to our feet in honor of the Word of God. Again, uh, visitors, family members, friends, those of you that are visiting today, it sure is good to have you. Uh, thank you for coming and being a part of our service. You didn't have to come to church, and probably only your family would have known that you didn't come if you were here to visit them and you stayed home today because you're not at your home church or whatever the case may be. But God sees you here, and He'll bless you for your faithfulness. Proverbs chapter 6 and verse number 6. The Bible says this, Go to the ant, thou sluggard. And I want you to look at this word here, please. Consider her ways and be wise. I want you to look at that word, please. Consider. Dear Heavenly Father, I pray that You would please anoint this service with power from on high. There's nothing I can do, Lord. I am just a man. I don't have any power in my words or in me. It has to come from You. So I yield this service to You and I beg You, please do the work that only You can do. Lord, if You make a fool of me today. But Your Word is exalted and Your people are helped. I would rather that than to stand up and put on a performance and Your power not be evident. I beg you, please, that you pour out your Spirit and that you do a work today. We pray this as we ask it in Jesus' name, and amen. You can be seated. The word consider is used frequently in the Scriptures. God teaches us here in chapter 6 and verse number 6 of Proverbs that we can gain wisdom by stopping and considering. To consider something means to think on it, to meditate on it, to give yourself time and put forth the energy to think it through. Earlier this week, we had been enjoying the hustle and bustle of family being here. I love my family. We are hating the parting of ways even more. All of the time. There was a day when I served with my dad as God led us there to be an assistant in the ministry there that he is a pastor of in Fort Wayne, Indiana. And then the Lord moved us. And 
I was able to pastor and, and, and do so about an hour or so away, and we still got to spend a lot of time together. I don't bring that up for any bad reasons. This is exactly where I want to be. I wouldn't want to be anywhere else other than Campbell, Missouri at Calvary Baptist Church. God led us here and He made it clear that He was moving us here and I am so thankful that we are in the center of God's will and I wouldn't want to be anywhere else. But it makes it harder to see each other. And we've always been very close and I miss them even more when they leave. But I think the day before they left, I don't remember exactly when it was, the family time and all the hustle and bustle inside the house and all the different things that were going on, I just I stepped outside for a little minute over here at the, the Lindsay house, as we call it, and sat in, I think, my bare feet just sat on the front porch there for a little bit and just wanted to get away from the noise and all the hustle and bustle and, and just sit outside for a minute. You know, we don't do a lot of that these days to get alone and be quiet. And if I'm being honest with you, I was feeling a little bit overwhelmed because not because of my family, but between family and between all the time I had been spending, dumb time I had been spending on my phone that day, I thought, man, I need to just put this stupid thing down and get outside for a little bit and take a breath. And I was sitting on the porch there by myself, just kind of staring into space, and while I was just kind of staring off, trying to clear all my thoughts, I saw a little bee flying from clover to clover just a few feet away. And the Lord brought to mind this passage and many others where the Lord led His authors of this book, His writers, to tell us to consider the elements of His nature to gain wisdom. He talks about the conies. Who are the conies? They're actually rabbits. And the Bible says that they are a feeble folk, but they make their houses in the rocks. And he tells us to stop and consider them. He tells us to stop and consider the spider that makes its residence in king's palaces. Is everybody okay? He tells us to consider the ant that goes about his business and does his work and delivers himself from the hardship that is to come by doing work in advance. He says, Go to the ant, thou sluggard, consider her ways, and be wise. For a moment, God reminded me that the truth is, we don't take enough time anymore to do one simple thing, to be quiet and consider. And that's the entire title of my message this morning. It's just one word. Consider. Our minds and lives are so filled with notifications and apps and phones and text messages and busy jobs and school projects and extracurricular activities and 
family events, and our lives have become so busy that I believe we have actually become too busy in our hearts and minds to allow God to be able to grow in us an understanding of Him and a greater knowledge and wisdom of the things in the earth. In other words, our minds are too busy to stop and consider. In Psalm chapter 46, God says, Be still. And know that I am God. He wants us to actually take time every now and then to stop all of the hustle and bustle and still our minds and still our hearts and still all of the busyness and just consider that He is God. The Bible says that the heavens declare the glory of God and the firmament uh, gives us all of the works and His handiworks. The Bible says in Habakkuk chapter number 2, but the Lord is in His holy temple. Let all the earth keep silence before Him. There are times when we need to fulfill a biblical command that I think has been totally forgotten in society today. And that is, we need to take time to be still and consider. Our minds were not meant to be so busy and muddied up with endless thoughts and the noise of information and worries and doubts and fears. Some, unfortunately, live with doubts and fears because you're constantly connected to, or they might constantly be connected to, political events and political news. And, you know, they know what grabs your attention. So when somebody puts on their post or puts on their Facebook page or puts on their news page, breaking news, we go, what is it? But isn't it amazing? Everything is breaking news. But they know what words grab our attention and keep us worried and keep us attached and keep us connected to what's going on because that's how they sell us things and that's how they keep us on their websites and on their news sites so that they can continue to make money. They've always got some kind of breaking news. And isn't it amazing that most of the breaking news is negative? And it's almost always about the other political party. It's, it's almost always about some horrible thing that just happened, some death, some murder, somebody who just drowned. Almost all the information that floods, that's breaking. When was the last time we ever heard breaking news? A family salvaged in church today. Hallelujah. Breaking news. Mom and dad take their kids to McDonald's and family has good time. We don't hear the good things because they know that fear sells and keeps us captivated. Breaking news. Tornado getting ready to rip through your house and destroy all of your belongings. You know, I mean, everything is negative. But they don't feed you constantly with negativity because they know you can't handle constant negativity. So right at the end of the news report, they'll try to give you something positive real quick. And we keep coming back and filling our hearts and minds with negativity. I used to, when I was... Uh, when I was a younger adult, um, early 20s and 30s and so on, I was addicted to uh, political talk radio. Man, I would flip it on every time I was in the car listening to this guy's opinion and that guy's opinion and getting my spirit all ramped up in anger about what's going on. And I realized after quite a few years of this, I was living in constant anger and frustration about the direction of my country, and my spirit was a mess. 
And I decided, you know what? I'm shutting the news off. I don't care what they say anymore. The only thing that can really help our country is God anyway. So I'm not going to let them control my mind space and always be negative. They tell us that we hate each other. We don't hate each other. They tell us that Democrats and Republicans hate each other. We don't. They want you to believe you hate each other, but I don't see anybody in this town or anybody in my peripheral view that when I meet, I hate them. And I don't even care what their political affiliation is. Isn't it amazing that I can go talk to somebody in the store? My family loves that I do this because I, I guess as you age, you just talk to strangers. My kids are so, my kids are so glad that I do that, you know. Dad, man. Just talking to strangers, you know, like, hey, how's it going? Hey, I see you got that in your cart. Yeah, that's really good. I mean, I don't really. I try not to spy on people's carts. But, you know, just talking, just being a human with people. You know, my kids get so embarrassed. Dad, so embarrassing. But you know what's amazing? It is actually fun. You know what's amazing? I can talk to somebody at the store. I don't have to know what their political affiliation is. I don't have to know whether they like Trump or whether they like Biden or whether they, they like DeSantis or whether they like uh, RFK. I don't have to know who they like or what they... I don't care. I can just talk to somebody at the store and we can have a good conversation. And it's amazing. As long as we're not ramped up about our political affiliations, we get along just fine and we don't hate each other. They're keeping our minds so filled up with information and keeping our minds so filled up with fears. And we have gotten to the point where as a nation, our, our minds and our thoughts are filled with noise and we can't think for ourselves anymore. Noise, static, coming from the things that they want us to think about. So I want to ask you to do something this morning. I want to ask you to do a biblical thing. A doctrinal thing. A biblical command. Every now and then, shut it all off and consider some things. Are we able to do the biblical thing and stop and consider? We get plenty of time considering the, politi the political spectrum. We get plenty of time considering our jobs. We get plenty of time, or give plenty of time, to considering movies and, and, and games and all of these things that our lives are filled up with. But there are some things that we have stopped considering. Because our minds are too full and our lives are too full of everything else. I want us to consider, to see to look at, to perceive, to have a little vision outside of the things that our minds are so muddied up with. I want us, first of all, to take time to be still and consider God. When we take the time to be still and consider God, we can see the hand of God and hear His voice more clearly. The term Selah appears mostly in the book of Psalms. But it also appears, if I remember correctly, in the book of Habakkuk in a couple of places. Selah seems to be a musical term by the best understanding of where it came from. 
And it means to pause and take time to consider what you just heard. Is everybody okay? It's a term of reflection and consideration. Seventy-four verses in the Bible hold the term sila. And it means to be silent, to pause, and to consider. There are places where God gives us a truth in His Word, and then He says, Selah, stop and consider what was just said. Is everybody okay? We should often learn to be silent and consider God and His truths. It's in these meditation times that God through His Spirit can impart wisdom into our personal lives that goes beyond the simple things that we are being told to think about. When we take time to consider, to stop and learn, those times of meditation dig deeper into our own personal situation and into our own personal lives. And God can reveal parts about us and truths about His Word and truths about Himself that can change us and give us peace. Please hear me out. Our minds are too busy to hear the voice of God today. Our minds are so busy that sometimes when we pick up the Word of God, we can't get anything out of it because we're too distracted about everything that's going on on our phone that's sitting right next to our bed when we sit up to try to read our Bibles and another notification goes off on our phones. And you know just as well as I do that it is nearly impossible to get yourself to focus on the truths of the Word of God when your notifications are going off. Because now you're thinking... Uh, what did so-and-so say? What's that one responsibility I have to take care of? Oh, yeah, that's right. I remember that one bill. And before you know it, you can't get anything out of the Word of God. Christian, I know this might be a foreign thing and it might be a foreign term. I'm not telling you to just get alone and clear your mind because I think an idle mind and an empty mind is something that came from Eastern mysticism in these meditative states for, for the different things that they are trying to introduce to you. I'm not talking about stopping and clearing your mind and thinking of nothing. I'm talking about the fact that the Bible tells us every now and then to stop and consider God. Consider His creation. The Bible says that even the invisible things of God are known and, and, and that we can understand the things that were created in the invisible space because of those things which we see with our own eyes and behold, the things that are visible in this world, the creation of God, should every now and then be considered by the Christian. You should stop every now and then and consider the flowers and consider the birds and consider the trees and realize that God made all of this and He is powerful. When you start to get overwhelmed by your circumstances, I think it's good every now and then to look up into the sky and see all of those stars and realize that the God of heaven who was powerful enough to create all of those stars is powerful enough to change your situation. Amen. We've lost connection with God in many cases because we have lost the ability to stop and consider Him. Amen. Our minds are too noisy. Our lives are too noisy. We don't hear Him anymore. The heavens declare the glory of God, and the firmament showeth His handiwork. The heavens shall declare His righteousness. How in the world do the heavens declare His righteousness? 
What is righteousness? Righteousness is holiness. Righteousness is right living. And the Bible says that by looking into the heavens, that it declares His righteousness. That's because God is so deeply intertwined with His creation that when we stop to consider that there is a Creator of all of these things, that there must be a Creator for us, and that He wrote the laws that He has written in this book upon our hearts, and even the heavens themselves can begin to reveal righteous truths to you. Isn't that amazing? In Psalm 97, the Bible says it again, the heavens declare His righteousness and all the people see His glory. Take time to be still and consider God. Take time to be still and consider God, number one, because you'll see the hand of God and be able to hear the voice of God. Is everybody okay? Number two, take time to be still and consider God because you'll be encouraged. Be encouraged. In 1 Samuel chapter number 12, the Bible says, Only fear the Lord and serve Him in truth with all your heart. For consider how great things He hath done for you. Are you with me? Every now and then, you just need to stop and consider what God has done for you. Amen. So, well, what has He done for me? Are you saved? Start considering that. Take time to consider it. When I hear a preacher stand with such passion in his heart, talking about the day that Jesus Christ saved them from their sin, and they say it with such passion and vigor and reality in their minds, you can see the picture being painted in their mind again as they go back to that day that they were saved. That doesn't happen by accident. It happens because every now and then somebody stops and considers who they were before God saved them, where they were going before God saved them, and where they're headed now because God saved them. But it takes time to stop and consider that. You know, we have lost the preciousness of our salvation because we don't stop to consider it. What is it that we've been saved from? Y'all, do you understand that hell is real and you got saved from it if you gave your heart to Christ? Do you understand that it's a lake which burns with fire and brimstone? That it's a place where there is eternal torment and eternal separation from God? Do you understand that the Bible says in Luke chapter number 16 that the moment that the rich man died and in hell he lift up his eyes being in torments? And do you understand that if you have given your heart to Jesus Christ and put your faith and trust in Him, that you've been delivered from such torment and that you'll never have to sniff one ember of hell? Consider it. Consider the Lord because you'll hear His voice more and you'll gain wisdom and understanding about the things of life. You'll see more of Him. But secondly also, you'll be encouraged when you take time to stop and consider God. It takes purposeful consideration to encourage yourself in the Lord. Some keep waiting for a new feeling to hit them in order to come out of their depression. But can I ask you to do something? The Bible says in Psalm chapter number 8, When I consider thy heavens, the work of thy fingers, the moon and the stars which thou hast ordained, O Lord, our Lord, how excellent is thy name in all the earth! The psalmist is taken from the depths of despair 
to the point of exaltation. Why? Because he stopped for a moment to consider the works of God's hand in his life. Trying to decide whether or not to use an illustration here. I have it written down, but I'm not sure the Lord's given me peace to do it. Please hear me out. Take time to be still and consider God. I want to say next, take time to be still and consider the things in this world and in your life. In Haggai chapter number 1 and verse number 5, the Lord says this, Now therefore, thus saith the Lord of hosts, consider your ways. He says it again two verses later, and when God repeats something, it's because it is of the utmost importance. So he says it again in verse number 7. Thus saith the Lord of hosts, Consider your ways. Not only should we stop and consider God, but every now and then we ought to stop and consider what we are doing and where we're headed. The Bible calls the devil the God of this world. And he wants people walking around numb and not considering. And he's nearly got us there. Walk through the store and see where everybody is. We can't think anymore. We have to be thought for. We let this tell us how to think and how to feel through Facebook and Instagram and Twitter and everything else. Through all the news. How do I feel today? I don't know. Let me check the news. Let me see how I'm feeling. No, 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 no. Stop and consider your life and your ways. He's got us so numb, we're not thinking about the path that we're walking. We're not, we're not thinking about whether or not we're living right for God. We're not thinking about anything, about what's the next thing to keep my attention. Now, I'm not saying everybody is doing this. I'm just saying America as a whole is stuck in this cycle of not being able to stop and consider. God said to His children in the book of Haggai, stop for a little while and consider your ways. What are you doing and where are you headed? Every now and then, stop and consider the direction of your family. The choices you've made. Where is this leading? The things that you do on a regular basis together. Is it giving you better relationships or is it drawing you further apart? Stop and consider your ways every now and then. Don't just consider God. Also consider what you're doing, who you become, and where you're headed. Because by doing so, 
God can help you make adjustments that will better your life. We can go to the bookstores. We can buy books online full of self-help principles and let somebody else tell us what would be good for us. Or we could ever now and then up, open up our hearts to God in prayer and begin to consider our own ways and let Him show us how to better ourselves. Take time to be still and consider the things in this world and the things in your life and learn how to think for yourself again. By doing so, you'll grow in knowledge, wisdom, and understanding. Now think about this. The Bible says in Proverbs chapter number 1 and verse number 20. Let's all turn there since we're in chapter 6. It's just a few pages prior. Look at Proverbs chapter number 1 and look at verse number 20. Where can wisdom be found? Well, it can certainly, we talked about that in Sunday school a little bit this morning. It, it, it can certainly be found at the beginning of, uh, or the beginning of wisdom being that of fearing God and gaining knowledge and understanding of that which is holy and righteous and good. But wisdom is not only found in the Word of God, it's also found in the world as you begin to view the world through the lens of God's Word. In other words, this world runs exactly the way this book says that it does. And the more of this book that you learn, the more you will be able to see the world through the right viewpoint. Okay, are you with me? And as you gain more and more understanding and knowledge of the Word of God, then you can begin to observe what's really going on in the world and gain wisdom out there too. Because the Bible says in verse number 20 of Proverbs 1, Wisdom crieth where? She uttereth her voice where? She crieth in the chief place of concourse, in the openings of the what? In the what? City she uttereth her words, saying, How long, ye simple ones, will ye love simplicity? Where can wisdom be gained? Out there! But not if you're, stopping to con if, not, if you're not stopping to consider some things every now and then. Turn your Bibles over to Proverbs chapter number 8. And let's look at verse number 1. Proverbs chapter number 8 and verse number 1. Doth not wisdom, what? And understanding put forth her voice. She standeth in the top of high places by the way in the places of the paths. She crieth at the what? At the entry of the city. At the coming in at the doors. Unto you, O men, I call. And my voice is to the sons of men. O ye simple, understand wisdom. And ye fools, be ye of an understanding heart. How in the world are we going to hear wisdom that is crying at the gates? For us to learn things and understand things if we're not taking the time to consider life and consider our ways. Amen. Look one more chapter over and look at Proverbs chapter number three, uh, Proverbs chapter number nine, excuse me, and look at verse number one. Wisdom hath builded her house, she hath hewn out her seven pillars, she hath killed her beasts, she hath mingled her wine, she hath also furnished her table, she hath sent forth her maidens, she what? Crieth upon the highest places of the city. Whoso is simple, let him turn in hither. As for him that wanteth understanding, she saith to him, 
Come, eat of my bread and drink of the wine which I have mingled. Do you see this? Wisdom can be gained out there, but not if we are constantly connected. Can't think for ourselves unless we stop and consider our own ways and consider the things that are going on in this world. I am sick and tired of the politicians telling me what I ought to think. And I am sick and tired of the news agencies telling me what I ought to think. And I am sick and tired of Facebook telling me what I ought to think. And I'm sick and tired of every other social media program out there telling me what I ought to think. You know what everybody ought to do every now and then? Stop and consider the direction of our country. And consider that we begin to go down the tubes when we begin to reject God. That's where the problem really lies. It's not in what all the politicians are saying. They can't fix this with a financial president. Because our problems are not financial. Our problems are spiritual. America's going to hell in a handbag and nobody cares anymore because we're letting everybody else tell us what's wrong with America. What's wrong with America is that God's people are not allowing Him to tell us what's going on in our country and give us a burden for her again. Yes, vote for the right president. Yes, vote for certain principles. But the thing that's going to save America is not going to be a bunch of politicians. It's going to be you. Taking seriously what you see out there and doing something about it. The greatest thing that we can do is to share the love of Jesus Christ with a lost and dying world. People right now are living scared to death. They had us all ramped up in fear during COVID. People were scared to death. And now they've come through COVID and people are watching their grocery bills climb and they're watching their, 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 their utility bills climb and they're getting scared again. And they see what's going on in Ukraine and Russia and they hear all the threats and the Bible told us that in these last days there would be perilous times and that there would be wars and rumors of wars. Hello? We have the luxury of looking at the world through the Bible's lens and hearing the Savior say, but fear not. For all these things need to come to pass for the Lord to return. We need to, we need to stop and consider where our country is headed and not because of what everybody else is telling us is wrong with her. We need to consider that drugs are ravaging our nation and nobody seems to give a rip. We need to consider that that I see walking down the streets of Campbell all the time, people that are tripping on something, I have no clue what it is, and they're in their own head doing some crazy thing, and they've got some demon that's got control of them most likely. And that's the problem, is that we have lost our spiritual direction, and politicians aren't fixing it, and they don't seem to care. So what is the hope for our nation? To go tell that one that is trying to drown away all their sorrows with alcohol and drugs that Jesus is their hope. You know, one of the reasons why so many people are hooked on drugs, it's not because it's so accessible. Yes, the ease of accessibility is horrible. But it's also because people have been taught to use as a crutch. When they feel sorry or when they feel down or depressed or discouraged, they use drugs to make themselves feel better. 
And somebody just needs to take them the truth and say, look, there's a Savior who cares for you and who can help fix your life's problems. And you don't have to rely on this stuff anymore. That's the answer. Won't we stop and consider? Stop and consider God. Be still and know that I am God. When we consider God, it will do some things for us. We'll see the hand of God and to be able to hear the voice of God. And we'll be encouraged. You cannot look at God's creation and His powerful and mighty hand without being encouraged. But also... We need to take time to be still and consider the things in this world and the things in our life so that we can grow in knowledge, wisdom, and understanding. And I need to be done. But also so we can avoid the pitfalls of sin. The Bible says in Proverbs chapter 4 and verse number 26, Ponder the path of thy feet and let all thy ways be established. In Proverbs chapter number 5, the Bible says of the whorish woman who is trying to get the attention of men, lest thou shouldest ponder the path of life, her ways are movable, that thou canst not know them. In other words, what God is saying is that when a man is caught up in lust, that he doesn't think clearly anymore. And what ends up happening is he can no longer consider the path of his own life because he is so caught up in his lust for that woman. We are living in a generation where pornography is so widely accessible and people are finding themselves in such great lust and their desires being ramped up on a regular basis that people can't even think straight anymore. God tells us to ponder the path of our feet, but then He tells us that there are some things that cause us to not be able to see the path of life because we're so caught up in those desires. Is everybody okay? Satan is trying to hide the path of life from God's people by getting us caught up in the lusts of our flesh. That got quiet, didn't it? While America runs headlong after every lust and desire that she has, she is losing the path of life. Can't even see it anymore because the only thing America is focused on is men and women focused on fulfilling their lusts. The things that feed our flesh. And God says they blind us to our own path. They blind us to the path of life. In Job chapter number 34, 
The Bible says, He striketh them as wicked men in the open sight of others because they turned back from Him and would not consider any of His ways. Think about this. Stop and consider the path of the wicked. The Bible says in Psalm 37, For yet a little while, and the wicked shall not be. Yea, thou shalt diligently consider his place, and it shall not be. God told us to consider the wicked. Because what happens is in the end, when you try to find where he once dwelt, there will be no place for him anymore except a place in hell. Man, I keep trying to use this illustration and God won't allow me. If you're here today and you are lost and on your way to hell, I want to ask you to do something this morning. Take time to consider what Jesus Christ did to save you from your sins. In the book of Hebrews chapter number 12, the Bible says, For consider Him that endured such contradiction of sinners against Himself, lest ye be wearied and faint in your minds. Now, the context of that passage may not necessarily be about salvation. I believe it is about sometimes the suffering of the Christian. But hear me out. It is also important for us to consider Him that endured such contradiction of sinners against Himself, lest we be wearied in our minds and faint because of the loss of our soul in hell in eternity. Please understand something this morning. If you die without Christ this morning, if you were to leave this church and never consider Jesus Christ as the answer that you need for all of eternity, it'll be your own fault. You have a chance today to consider what Christ did for you on the cross of Calvary and accept Him as your Savior and believe upon Him and get it all settled. And if you lay your head on your pillow tonight and you don't have any peace in your heart about where you'll end up in eternity if you were to die in your sleep, it's not because you didn't have the chance. I want to ask you to do something this morning. Please consider Him that endured such contradiction of sinners. Consider Jesus Christ because He wants to save you from all of your sin. Church, consider. Take time to be still and consider God. Take time to be still and consider your own path. And take time to consider what Jesus Christ did to save you from your sins. Consider. Dear Heavenly Father,